This is puja. This is characteristically, this is something that uh, can happen any time, but often the beginning of the day and the ending of the day is good because beginning of the day, it's, they're both. It's both uh, the opportunity for a kind of surveillance. You know, like you survey the field, the field of your mind. Yeah, field of your karma, karmic field. When you survey it with no, you're not really doing anything about it. You're just establishing this principle of being Buddha, witnessing the world. Right. So if you ever wanted to be a Buddha, now's your chance. It's a tough job because there's lots of things to see that perhaps you didn't really <laughs> want to see or don't fit into the normal boxes, lines and categories that we operate through, but that's a long story. So, but let's take that image, Buddha surveying the world. And it says, the Buddha surveys the world with the eye of compassion and with the awareness of the emptiness of not-self, which is qualities moving around. So we survey what we, we loosely call my mind, but it's not just thinking, it's energies, it's moods, it's feelings, it's, uh, it's a level of imaginary experience, images wafting up, circumstances floating through, it's a very fluid uh, field, and the uh, probably the most accurate way of telling it is the karma field of karma. That is the, the inherited accumulation of effects and impressions that are resting there, and the chitta is in a relationship with that, often entangled with. So the Buddha. Buddha arises instead of being entangled with the bark, Buddha arises in the world. This is the world he's arising in. <laughs> you know, obviously, historical Buddha arises in the, you know, northern India, but here and now Buddha arises in this world. This world, some of it's about present day circumstances, some it's about circumstances in the past, some of it's about imaginary influences or images um, some of it's you know, just drifting in um, but all of it uh, has got some potential to generate the experience I am called the karmic field the field of karma and uh, the saying I think the Sangutra Nikaya, who would like to give these references, Book of the Threes, Numerical Discourses, Book of the Threes, I think 75. Calm yeah. is the field, consciousness is the seed, and Tanha is the juice that feeds the seed. In this way, there is the sense of a being being born. So, Whoa, what's that about? Right? We've got the field. Consciousness means something it's it's made being made present and there's 
engagement of tanha, crave thirst. And the thirst is to assemble a fixed reality out of that. This is, a, this is not a decision, it's a reflex. That which is experienced, what's this mean? What am I supposed to do with it? You know, is this, you know, is that, there's an engagement, reflex engagement, which fixates, and then that's mine, that's in my mind. There's, there's called bhava tanna, the craving to become something, to firm up this territory as my world, myself, my mind, I'm in this. Yeah? Now for one void of tanna, craving, there's just a field. Mm-hmm. There it is. And one void of craving does not have that compulsive engagement, does not generate me, myself, does not generate them, does not generate they should be, does not generate they were, does not generate I ought to be, just witnesses, this is the field, and what's helpful here, just a bit of calming, steadying, this is the movement, sympathy, kind of comfort, love, Equanimity, compassion, gladness, and welfare of beings, loving kindness. These are the inflections that generate from that upright Buddha axis. So, yeah. now when we do the chanting, how does it support it? Because for a start, you know, if you want to chant, you've really got to. Get your, your body upright axis in a very literal physical way. You can't chant crumpled up. You've got to open the chest, you know, uh, not strained, but definitely all set. Throw, open up the throat, you know, like you're about to sigh. So it's a very open stability. Remember that phrase, very helpful phrase. Open stability. You know, it's, it's your body. Sound is then moving through that. And it's a gentle movement, sound, resounding the breath through that open, stable, physical form. Within that physical form, then the energies are not twisted or pressurized or compressed. They just flow quite freely. Now, with chanting, so there, there's that experience. Um, and... The body picks up that sense of, oh yeah, open. And the nature of the resonant relationship between body at this level, you know, one's energy body is is nicely spread, it's not strained. And the the chitta, heart awareness, heart awareness picks up that quality. So heart, heart and awareness also goes stable, open. Right. It's like these are. I'm saying this many times because it's. it's, it's <laughs> we don't really make much of it or recognize it. But this is the principle of how you can use your body to being around changes to your mind that your mind can't do on its own. It's like your body sort of gently. Is it open? 
opens it up. Through that, as long as your awareness is touching that bodily energy. So the bodily energy is both frame is wide open. The flow through that is sustained, uh, moderated, uh, fluid. So Jitta picks that up. And the result is that to some degree or another, the jitta is also opened. The breathing is fluid. The jitta also gets a little bit less rigid and fixated and urgent and got to and can't, you know, because you get these locked states. It's a little bit, okay, well, maybe it's flowing. If you can really cultivate it, of course, we're moving against some very powerful gravitational forces whereby the jitta by habit is generally fixated and locked into quite tense, grit, habitual patterns. So you've got to kind of flow through that you know, quite regularly to begin to have the experience of just for now, let's just loosen, open, you know, let that move through. So is that, that more open position, oh, feeling like this, just like this. Keep the open position, keep the whole body there. It helps to keep the field open rather than engaged in or closed. And just in that, witnessing with the eye of a Buddha, this is that release that. This beautiful courage that doesn't do that much actually. Doesn't do that much. There's a natural you know, gladdening effect or compassionate effect. Mm. Now the chant the boundless qualities, suffusion, divine abidings. And you notice the phrases in that. You know, in a way, the same thing is being said over and over again, and that's also a quality of chanting. It's nothing new. We're not going forward. We're just continuing that same process of again, Buddha, surveying the world again, seeing it as it is directly again, practicing straight Uju Patipanno again, suffusing the entire world with a heart imbued with kindness, with compassion, with gladness, appreciating the goodness and with equanimity, just spacious, sensitive, allowing things to be move at their own rate. So these beautiful qualities, they are both the ones that we uh, do it's often associated with our speech and actions. We do compassionate. We speak kindly. We offer congratulations, appreciation of others. We try to remain open and even-minded in the face of ups and downs. There's also um, there's manifest not so much as qualities we do, but the qualities that happen 
and as you widen your attention over the karmic field. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is the seed. Craving is the is the juice. Now if we switch off craving, let things be this way or that way, make sense, and we can arrive at a conclusion. We give up these kinds of thirsts, and yet we don't turn away. Mm-hmm. The relationship there. The Buddha, awareness, awakening to the field. Buddha arises in the world the mind of empathy. Let yourself be touched by it but not pulled into it. Bear in mind you have a choice here. You can engage and close it, go somewhere else, and perhaps sometimes that's what we do if it's a little bit too difficult. And we try to once again encourage developing strengths through virtue, generosity, and so on. And parami. Until there can be that possibility bearing presence of the field as a field rather as a person or a history. Thoughts, emotions, sometimes old, tired emotions. Sometimes familiar frustrations, sometimes addictive urges, sometimes just fed up or confused and in doubt. Surveying with the eye of the Buddha, heart of compassion. Some of that compassion could will play over the field. Really generate it, you realize it. It's the only relationship that's possible when you relinquish craving.
uh, just again to offer some support. I don't want to keep interrupting your flow, but uh, that field is so hypnotic. Pulls us in time and time again. We don't want to close it down, but we don't want to get fixated on it. So just this kind of little skillful tip of sitting, really like start with your eyes open but not looking at anything. Your body upright, open yet stable. Relaxed, the eyes open but also relaxed and stable, not fluttering around. This helps to act as a kind of almost like a anchoring. Uh, certain counterbalance to the pull thrusts us in to the karmic field, the mind field, as I cunningly describe it. Paul can say, oh, come on, let's get into this, what's that about? Let's figure this one out. It's a very hypnotic pull. Is it possible just to stay on the edge of that waiting for it to reveal itself more fully? And the power of your own upright presence begin to radiate through that.
you may notice particular features positive or afflictive give you a indication of what's coming to the fore at this particular moment out of that field restless restless uncentredness can be the thing we feel we have to do or can be just un- sadness for no particular reason tiredness sometimes the energy draining what does it require just to stay present firm standing with but not in Use the body, use the focusing power of attention. Keep your involvement, your, your intentions, quite light. Listening, sensing, steadying, not coming up with an answer. coming out of the session being to re-enter, re-engage with the sensory fields first field, the field of bodily sensation you might even just slightly move 
your head or anything that feels comfortable. Notice the body, that small movements that just move energy around. Is this warm welcome? This. Fluidities. Hearing consciousness wraps around you, big open space of here listening. Mind has to be quiet to listen. Great meditation is listening. Even the sound of the silence, the sort of vibrancy, sound of the vibrancy of listening. Slowly opening the eyes or letting the eyelids draw back. Where not to move out into sight but to let light enter. The light and the dimness, wherever the natural light is where you are. The quality of seeing. It's a bright sensitive to see visual consciousness has got a bright luminosity to it you don't see it as a light, you feel it when it's been closed it opens up not the object, but the nature of visual consciousness it's empty of any particular direction or object or inclination. There's a vibrancy to it, just as the hearing has, and even the body has. It's a lovely threshold to abide in, because these, these radiances feel they have a real energy to them that is um, quite nourishing for the heart. Often this heart is quite depleted, so just being in that threshold, breathing in, breathing out, taking in some of the background radiance of conscious process. Just for breathing. 